Hello, everybody, and welcome to the. What are you laughing at, Joel? <laughs> it's just I wasn't expecting to start it like that. Oh, <laughs> Vince it on. Snapped Isn't it on. that how we start it? Yeah, it is. It's welcome fine. to the Shiflon Podcast, everybody. <laughs> We've begun, and Joel was just saying, "Hey, Ethan, you should try and start the podcast because I he never you never start the podcast. Oh, yeah, try and, and do I something. start it, and you laugh at me, and so I feel like." We've begun. We've I was like, begun. try and do something useful anyway. Oh, <laughs> me useful never. Well, we're doing, <laughs> doing something useful, you can introduce our guest. Uh, we are joined this morning uh, today by Tim. Hello, Tim. Hello. 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 Welcome to the Chip Lunch Podcast. I, I've also got, so we've got, um, I'm Ethan and this is Joel. Yes, this is Joel. Hello, Joel. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's really good to have you on. <laughs> Thank you. No, add, it all this is episode 93. Tim, it's fantastic to have you here. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode 93. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it's very cool of the Chip Launch podcast. Um, we just discovered, Tim and I, that we went to the same, we were at the same primary school at same pretty time. much similar time. Really? Yeah. yeah. What was primary school was that? My Barney Bay public Barney school. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. In between my brother and I. My brother oh. was about two or three years ahead of me. Yeah. Joel was... Uh, we used to be called at Athletics Carnivals like District Barony Bay Bumsuckers. We did. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of different fun names like that. <laughs> pretty good school though. Yeah. Uh, as a primary school, I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, that was all good. I just remember that. We, yeah, it was yeah. something yeah, that Tim memory. and I have shared together. That's uh, wild. Sidey also went to that primary school. There mm. you go. Yep. Yeah. What, what house colour were you? I was in Philipping. It was green. Flinders. Green. Flinders. So they were all. They were all like Flinders? the houses. Oh, I don't at, remember. The houses at Barony Bay were all um, like for the pioneering fathers. Yeah, discoverers. <laughs> like, yeah. discoverers. So Cook, Cook, Philip, Flinders, and Bass. Bass yeah. Yeah. So Bass and Flinders and Captain yeah. Cook and Matthew Flinders. Yeah, we had we had Cook Philip. Oh, um, you had that too. Yeah, but then we had Hunter and who's Hunter and <laughs> who's that King? guy. It sounds like a very and shy thing to do, name it after. Yeah. The colonialist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rule Britannia. Yeah, that's right. I suppose because Cornell, it's where they... Yeah. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah, Captain, Cook, Captain Cook first landed. Yeah, yeah, anyway. totally. I think that's... It was also a way to be like, let's teach you about the people. But yeah, I was in... The, I was in Hunter. The people. The people. You know what I mean. People. <laughs> yeah, all the people. All the people. Um, yes. Names have been... Yes. That was that what was house were you time. in? I was in Hunter, and we were green. You were green, green as well. Mm. Like, green. So you were Flinders. That's yellow, I wasn't couldn't it? Remember? It's I think too long it, ago. I think it was yellow. I still remember the some of the house songs. Oh, remember they used to sing. No, like, I don't remember any of them. Cook was like, <laughs> it's like extra, extra. Read all about it. Cook's the best, and we're going to. I remember it. our you know our school song was like something like oh. the Leafy School by the I Bay. Can, I can sing it for you if you want it. Let's go. Let's go. Rendition. Rendition. It's just like. Heck, Our put, school put keys behind is Baranir Bay. That's why we shout hip hip That's hooray. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are proud to be seen in our red, and white, and, and green. green. Oh, it's coming back. And <laughs> we all join together, together as a team, team in work and play. There's a voice for everyone in this in the leafy school by the bay. <laughs> wow, that's a, that you brought back amazing. memories. That's really impressive well that you remember done, that. Yeah, like, well done. You've been you've been away from there a little bit longer than me, and you still remember it quite <laughs> yeah, well. Right. And, oh, and I think I don't. I think we missed a lot. It's like. We achieve our goals with honesty in oh all goodness. we do and say. <laughs> How many verses did this have? I think there's Quite two. A few. Uh, yeah, there was, it was like written by, supposedly written by some f- famous person. Ooh. From Barony Bay. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know if they were really that famous, but I remember <laughs> someone saying, oh, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, she's written a few school songs. Oh, wow. Okay. Like the first line, the first two lines are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> hip hip hooray. She's hip like, hip what hooray. else rhymes with bay? <laughs> hip hip hooray. What do we say? That is amazing. <laughs> that is that is truly it wonderful. Was a good I, I, I do remember my primary school song very well. I'm not going to sing it. Oh, come on. It's not we, we just sung it. No, but mine's not relevant. You guys, you guys have, have thinking. But I did. I What's do, the best line in it then? Oh, um, learning to run. Learning to fly, oh, but and fly. Then all of us can go. We can fly, and it's <laughs> <laughs> that was the best bit. That was awesome. <laughs> it was unreal. Wow. That, yeah, yeah. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that was that was one of the lines in the Grace Point Public School. We can fly. We can fly. It's real like um, power ballad. Yeah. Oh, totally, it? totally. It's less powerful when there's when there's all these children singing it. It's more of a yell <laughs> than a high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can fly. We can fly. But yeah, <laughs> this has been one of my favorite starts. The entire. Oh, it's been good. Chip well, it's Cannon. been musical, and that's amazing. This is oh, very rare. And I hate musicals. Oh, really? Sorry, I hate is a powerful word. I am not a fan of musicals. I like theater, but I don't like musicals. Okay. Listen, man. I'll give you that. If you want to tell me something, mm -hmm. just say it. Don't sing it. Tim, <laughs> thoughts on, yeah. thoughts on Do you agree, Tim? Um, I don't like them when they're too much singing. Yep. And mm. there's not enough story on. Like yep, I really, yep. But I really like Hamilton, even though I yep. couldn't understand okay. half the time because yep. I rap so quick. <laughs> oh, yep. really? But I just liked Hamilton in general. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hamilton was my gateway. Yeah, I think me because too. Once, me I, too. Uh, once I got Hamilton, it was like, oh, this is actually really good. <coughs> yeah. I was able to appreciate other yes. musicals. Yes, me too. Far better. Mm. Gonna see, gonna see Wicked soon. Mm. I have oh, seen yeah. Wicked in uh, New York. Mm. Very, very cool. And we that, won tickets, like front row tickets. We oh, just stood wow. in a row, like a rent. They randomly give out tickets, yeah. and we just like, yeah, let's try it. And we ended up getting it. That's awesome. That was cool. That's that was, and yeah, Wicked was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. all accounts, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's quite good. It's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and they do that well. Anyway, speaking of interesting stories, <laughs> we're going to start one. We're going to start one. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that opportunity segue, Joel. You're welcome, uh, Tim. We often begin the Chip Lunch podcast not talking about musicals or singing. <laughs> uh, we ask, "How do you? How do you have your hot chips?" Mm. My hot chips. I like them extra crispy. Mm. I, I'm not decided whether I like thick cut. Or thin cut, mm -hmm. as long as they're extra crispy, I find yep. thick cut are harder to get extra crispy. That is true. But I do like it when like a good wedge or a good chip thick cut is extra, extra crispy. Yeah. And just chicken salt <laughs> with the chips, that yep. much. That's yep. it, just plain and simple. I, I know I'm gonna probably get some backlash for this, but I don't get the whole vinegar thing. Oh okay. yeah. Um, yep. We're talking about uh, Cathra mm -hmm. before, yep. and yep. she yep. said, I think she said something about yep. <laughs> Vinegar in hers, yeah. and I just don't get that. It's because she's English. And oh look, yeah, I get it. But I've got friends in Australia who do the vinegar thing too. Yeah. And I'm not bashing it. I just, I don't know, to me, yeah. it soggies them. Yep. And I, I think I that's think the thing. Yeah. I think because I like them crispy and yeah. hard and crunchy, and then the vinegar mm. soggies them. Yeah. For me. <laughs> so it does soggy them. <laughs> no, it does. No, it I does think soggy them. That's been my issue right. with yeah. vinegar as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just plain old, extra crispy, mm -hmm. cooked in a minute or two extra. Yeah. And then, yeah. Glorious. Yeah, really Catherine was saying that there's like a type of vinegar that apparently is better in England. Yeah, oh. she did say that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so she was saying she's had it here and it's not as good. Mm, like okay. she's like, oh yeah, I won't necessarily do it as much here. But mm. yeah, so that that was I thought that was really interesting. I want to I want to try some proper some English vinegar, vinegar. English English chip vinegar. Yeah, English. Catherine should become an importer. Yes, <laughs> she should. <laughs> she should. I would have I would have some some. Also, apparently the hot chips are better, and I think and I think crispier mm, in England. Okay. Oh really. Yes. 
Yes. I, I don't know if I've case. had, like I've been to England a couple of times, but yeah, I don't I know if I've had I haven't either. chips from England. No, I haven't either. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why I avoided it. I didn't mean to. It's just. Yeah, that is surprising. You go up to the local chippy or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. What is it? A chip bot, chip booty? I have chip no booty. idea. It's like a chip sandwich. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip booty, chip buddy, chip. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That See? checks out. Actually, I did like that as a kid. Chip sandwiches. Oh, oh dude. Oh, 100%. Thick, thick pieces of white bread. <coughs> yep. Smacking some chips in between it. Yep. That yep. is good. Did you, where did you get your hot chips from when you were a kid? Because we lived in the same area. So, so. Lady Hill was yep. our go-to place mm-hmm. um, on Port Hacking Road. Yep. Just, and we lived on Car- we lived on Oleander in Carringba, oh, yeah. and then we lived on Woolooware Road. <laughs> and even when I was in high school and we lived on... Willoway Road would still go to Lady Hill. Yeah, or right. Go to Lady Hill, and they'd always be like a half an hour away. Yeah, it they were. It was packed. always too, and it always took it forever. Yeah, it but like good burgers, good food, good chips. Yep. So we'd always like I used to watch like Bath's One Thousand. My dad, and mm-hmm. it's always like you know it's lunchtime, right? We're going up to Lady Hill, get takeaway, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. But yeah, I don't a know. Half hour wait. It was a long wait. I'm like, I'm, gonna mi- I'm missing the race. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. But um, yes, that's very cool. Uh, second question. Second Are question. you ready? Yeah, I'm Let's ready. Uh, Tim, how did you become a Christian? Where do you, how far do you want me to go back? Oh, uh, wait. Oh, wait. This is why we do this podcast. Okay, yep. cool. Um, so I wasn't, my, fa- my family's not Christian. Um, I give a bit of background. My, I grew up with my brother, Nathan, who's, Two, he's two years older than me, um, and just my mum and dad, um, Deb and Ross. Um, yeah, um, but I went to Barony Bay, mm-hmm. and, and when I was in Barony Bay, I had a friend there who was just inviting me along. Actually, he was my brother's friend's brother, who I was kind of <laughs> friendly with. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah sure. it was just weird. Um, and he was just inviting me along to church, mm. um, and I went along a few times, um, and then. I guess, just a brief summary, but um, then when I moved into year six, my still good friend now, um, Dave, he invited me along to his youth group and I really liked it there. Um, actually, probably should preference this is, I really feel like there's this, these instances are just God really reaching out to me. Right. Mm. Like, and I've looked and I'm reflecting and looking back, I really feel like, it, it kind of reminds me that like, it's not my choice. Well, it's not, not my choice, sorry, but like mm. God's really like seeking me out. Well, he's going to um, grab you no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just these little things in my life where I wasn't a Christian and that, um, and he did. And so, so to go back to the story, so Dave invited me along to youth group in year six. What church was that at? Uh, St. Philip's Anglican in Caringbar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the gr- youth group at the time was called Clay. I Ooh, think clay, clay. I think all capitals. Did it stand for I something? Don't, I don't know. Clay. Be like jars of clay. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that checks out. I like that. Um, and it was really good. I met some really good young older Christians, like the youth group leaders, probably in mm-hmm. year eleven and twelve in high school. Um, and just they really wanted to know me mm. and care for me. Mm. Um. Yeah, and then one of them invited me along to the youth camp and I went and Dave didn't go and I went without him. And oh, that's, that's a big yeah. step for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went along and I just had a few issues on camp just with, you know, young kids bullying and stuff. Yeah. But just the leaders and their love for me and their desire for m- like looking back, I didn't know it then, but looking back on it now for their desire for me to know Christ mm-hmm. and to know God and to develop in him was really strong and 
again, still not knowing that that's what was happening, but just feeling that call to go to church. I started going to church, um, which was like regularly by myself, which was really difficult, I think, for my parents. Um, mm. They're pretty anti it? Not anti it, just, I don't know. Mum was okay with it, dad was okay with it. I look back on it and I don't know if they were anti it. It's just like, oh, this is just... A phase. Or oh, this, this is exactly is what my parents always get me. This is this is just something he's gonna do, and we're gonna have to just put up with it. And <laughs> like I mean, yeah. like just you know, as an adult, you look back at their behaviours, and maybe it's not at all what they were doing, but it's just the hindsight I give think I've given myself um, is that like, but they always like when they would go along as well, but when. Um, Day's parents couldn't drive me. They would always drive me. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I kept on going. And But the one thing they said was when I moved into high school was you're not going to Bible study. Ooh. You're not allowed to go to Bible study. Like during the week? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yep. You're not allowed to go to Bible study. We're not letting you go to Bible study. Mm. Um, well, because you don't have time to go to Bible study. Yeah, you don't yeah. have time. Because I was going to Scott's in the city and so mm-hmm. travel was a bit longer. We had yeah. um, after school sport and after school curricula. So that was probably it, but I think I think it was also them putting another line in the sand, I think maybe. Mm. Um, but I kept on going and growing in my faith and I wouldn't really, like, I would say I was a Christian, but I definitely wasn't understanding the Bible, wasn't growing in my faith and was just going along um, and participating. And that pretty much was all the way up until year 12. I kept on going all the way to year 12 and then... In when it came to uni, I actually moved out to Bathurst oh, to study cool. uh, teaching at Bathurst, um, and I got involved in the AFES group there and my local church. Um, and like again for the first year, like I was just sort of fuddling along, mm. drinking, getting drunk a few times, being away from home, experiencing new things. Um, and my minister there, who was at the Anglican Church, he'd kind of, he was SMBC trained, but he kind of set up a Sydney Anglican service in the Bathurst Anglican, which is oh, yeah. very high Anglican and yes, very, um, not really popular with Sydney. <laughs> yeah, okay. Or they don't like Sydney, and I don't think Sydney has that much good connection with it at that point in time. Um, and so I went there and he wrote me notes and prayed for me and was uh, encouraging me and saying how like he's seeing me grow and just him called me out and said like, Tim, you've got to live for Jesus. Like, like you got to actually make a choice. Yeah. What is this? And that shook me, but my life didn't really change. It did um, until towards the end of that when he left and then... <coughs> He left the church because he got well. He got moved because he was making too much progress with too us. Too many changes. Yeah, too many good changes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he got moved out to a church. And then we had a new minister. And my AFES minister or AFES worker just started challenging, continued to challenge me as well. Mm. Um, and like it's sort of this thing in these few years where I was just sort of just being sort of smacked over the back of head, smacked over the back of head, smacked mm. over the back of head. And I definitely was like. Strong in my faith, but not in like, I don't know, it's really hard to describe. Like, I had my faith, I was like definitely strong in my faith. Mm. And um, yeah, but I just, I just, I just look back and think there's definitely things there where 
my behavior, my attitude, my thought process wasn't aligning with what I know God to be. Mm. And also throughout all this time, I've, and still do, I really struggle to read my Bible because my parents were like, you're not allowed to go to Bible study. You're not allowed to do that. And they would, like, every now and then I'd read my Bible and I'd be like, you've got to be studying. Mm. Um, so I had these, I guess, preformed habits of not doing the Bible. And so I think that was quite hard. Um, and then I, yeah, sort of just fuddled along in uni. And then a few things happened in uni. So I dropped out of my uni course because I had a really bad experience in my teaching course. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Next. Then I moved to, actually, then I got a job in Bathurst and I joined Bathurst Presbyterian. And that was a really good godly church, a really good biblically founded church. And I made some good friends there at that time. Um, and I was, again, just pushed by people and smacked over the head sometimes. <laughs> Man, come on, what are you doing? Like, live for Jesus, um, love God. Like, yeah. And again, like, I don't ever think I was ever not a Christian, but just bad decisions, bad habits, bad influences from parents and other people. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I lived in Cowra for three years, moved back to Sydney, and then um, my dad, uh, after a year of being back, got diagnosed with um, melanoma, mm. non-sun-related melanoma. And that was tough, really, really tough for me um, with that. Um, not that, like I, I joined Kangba Baps at that time um, and I was just sort of there half the time because I was often with my dad a lot um, or with family a lot, having family stuff. And that was tough time. And I was not angry at God, but I was just, angry mm. and bitter and that was hard um and so i stopped going to church just after just before dad died just because it was too much not again i wasn't not a christian i wasn't yeah. angry at god but it was just a tough time and church was like the last thing yeah i wanted to tick off my box um yeah and then when dad died about three weeks later Mum said to me, you haven't gone to church for a while, Tim. Go find a church. Mm. I know you're not going to go back to your old church. Go find a church. Wow. Yeah. That's, like, that's mom, unexpected, right? Mum, <laughs> mom who, had, who had been like, you're not doing Bible study, you're not doing this, not doing that, is yeah. suddenly going, oh, or has probably seen the impact has had in my life. Yeah. Hopefully that's... She's seen the impact it's had in my life. She's seen the meaning that mm. is in my life and has gone, you need this now mm. more than ever. And so uh, I was not really looking for a church, but um, uh, Establish had shown up a few times in my like Facebook feed because they were just launching yeah. at that time. Yeah. Funny thing was um, I actually had a real pretty hatred for Establish, I would call it, real... Real, real distaste for it and anger towards it. Because when my dad was just about to die, they were doing a, like a stall at the Sutherland to Surf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they had their logo up and their logo looks super similar to my dad's business logo. Oh, oh. really? Story turns out that the person who designed it actually lives in the UK or Ireland or somewhere. 
but I was just f this church, they're stolen this <laughs> really? logo. I was so angry at it, <laughs> and like yeah. everyone at established knows this story. Yeah. <laughs> like Lee yeah. Kafra know it quite well. I've told yeah. it many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just angry at it, and Mum saying you need to go to church, and then this this church popping up in my Facebook feed regularly. I'm like, get out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, God. I think I think you're telling me something here. Mm. I really think you're telling me something here. And I went along to I was going to go along to the launch party, but I decided no, that's not going to be the church. Like that's going to be something bigger and you know not better, but just something big. Yep. And everyone will be there supporting them. Um, and so I went about three weeks later, and I just spoke to people, and I just loved the idea of that mission, like mission with people, like connecting over hospitality, connecting over connection, mm. making friends, like connecting through personal relationships, not just preaching at someone. And then just like Lee and Cathra and some people there and also um, another minister, Tim Foskett, joined, just the way they loved me and the way mm. they just... They didn't just want to teach me the Bible and teach me to be a Christian, but they wanted me to grow. Mm. They wanted me to become a leader. They wanted me to serve my, not just serve my church, but serve my church well yeah. and serve my church faithfully. Um, and they developed and they wanted to develop all these skills within me, not just develop me as a Christian like mm. most of the churches did. And I think that's why I've really started to own my faith from that. Like mm. I, w- I would say that's like that point in time when I moved to establish would be when I really feel like there's been some mental changes really? in me. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've been a Christian for probably what, 15, 16 years at that point in time, but just the impact that that development of me has made a huge, huge change in my life and a huge impact in my life it seems like it makes a <coughs> real difference for people we actually talked about this on zach's podcast as well as like when you step into ministry or it's like serving in some way that i don't know how to describe it but it adds like this extra importance or meaning to being a christian because you're serving other people do you think that's what you may be looking no, for because i've always served yeah okay but it's that extra beyond that serving like mm. Like I could, especially like Lee and Catherine and uh, Tim Foskett, the other minister, mm. um, who were there mostly long term. Just they just wanted, they didn't just want me to grow in my faith. They didn't just want me to grow in serving, but they wanted me to grow in my ability to do that, and how and the ability and what that actually means for my faith. Mm. Like, and just, just yeah, it's it's like, it's not like they gave me skills or anything, but they just all this thing was a package to them, and it helps. And helped you be a found like have your foundation in your faith, um, and I think yeah, like I said, that's why I think I've really grown in my faith, and I've really grown in my understanding of God, and really what it means to be a Christian, and serving God and serving your church, and because I used to think serving church was just I was just showing up and you know running the slideshow or and then going home, yeah, um, but they really gave me the. I guess, insight into why we're doing it and what mm. it means and why it's important to do it well. But not just we're going to tell you to do it, but we're actually really going to love you and support you in growing you into those roles. Mm. So that's like one thing that they did is they were growing and loving me into being um, the membership leader and coordinator um, offside of like Lee um, and just giving me the skills and just wanting me to 
yeah, just really praying into me for that. It was a really big change for me that I've never experienced in mm. my, yeah, like 16 years of being in churches. I was just going to ask you, why do you think um, you were like almost looking for that and then going to establish was the time that it really, like why, why do you think I that was missing? <coughs> I don't, sorry, so what do you mean by that, sorry? Well, I just think that I'm saying that like, oh, this is actually what I've been looking for at church but hadn't experienced Well, I was never looking then. for it. I didn't realise that I was looking for it. Yeah, okay. Um, I was looking for a church, obviously, um, but I just realised from going to a church, like uh, what, I, what I found it established was their community, their hospitality, the way they want to do mission is over like meals and events and stuff, not just preaching and just that. So that's what I was looking for in a church. But mm. then I just, all this other stuff that came with it, like mm. that just, and it's, and it is, it, to me, it's just deep. So people showing a deep love for you yeah. um, that I think is so uh, abnormal to the world and just churches as well. Yeah, I don't think, Mm, a lot of churches do that really well. I think they just want, well, not they want, but not, maybe they're not sure how to do it. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Which is like, like your first experience at youth group was like that, like you're saying, the deep yeah. love for you, but then you felt like maybe in the other churches that wasn't as apparent. Yeah, or even at St. Phil's, like I feel like it was a bit of a, oh, yeah, you just serve, you just do this. Like there was no, like, this is how you're going to serve, this is why you're going to serve. Yeah. And maybe this is my perspective, like there's other people who've been to some fields even at this church who might be able to say something differently. But for mm. me, it was just a bit of a, I didn't feel, I felt definitely loved, but I didn't feel called to grow in my abilities to serve the church. Mm. Mm. Was there anything in particular about why you serve that stood out? You mean why I served at Establish? Yeah. At the start it was because I was asked to. <laughs> um, and then there were like, and then I got moved from, I was doing slides and then I got moved into membership. Um, and then I realized it's because I actually, I struggle with people, I struggle to connect, but I do have a deep love for people. And I think mm -hmm. they saw that. And for me, just connecting with people is important. Um, and so I think it's a membership part of the membership team and welcoming team, just making sure that people feel connected. Even if it's just you send them a personalised text after the first message they come um, and then you pass them off to someone else, but just or but being a part of that, forming that connection mm. um, was important to me and being aware of what's happening and being aware of the people who are on the outside or what's mm. just to help them come in a bit easier. Because I think like that's what happened to me, I think, not so much so in the church but in my faith like people saw that i was not weak not loose but just needed some propping up and yep. they did it and i think it definitely yeah mm. brought me out of my shell you know, as a christian and mm. gave me the ability to lead almost lead a team um and yeah that's really cool i was going to take you back like because you gave us a really nice overview of your a lot of your life um and you said that you originally started going to youth group at St. Phil's. Mm -hmm. uh, my question was just going to be like, with it, can you just like remember a moment at that time you're like, oh, no, I am a Christian? Because that's something we talk about on the podcast a fair bit is some people have these moments where they like growth moments or like moments like 
they had to make a decision whether it was going to, am I going to do what God wants me to do or am I going to yep. do what I want to do? I just wonder if you had a time where you actually like, oh, I am a I Christian. I do. Well, so the one, there's one thing that definitively sticks in my mind um, was David had invited, my friend David, who was inviting me along to youth group, he also invited me along to Sunday like morning service mm-hmm. or like I guess kids church, not kids church, but like kids Bible study thing. Um, kind of thing that they did at his church, at the church at St. Phil's. And I remember going along a few times and then they, the leader suddenly said, oh, we're going to pray this prayer. And it's if you want God into your life, open up God into your life. And I, I distinctly remember being in this little back room of this mm-hmm. church hall. And I don't remember who it was, but this female praying this prayer and me praying along with it. Mm-hmm. And so my life didn't change after that um, too much. But I, I, to me, that's when I became a Christian. Yeah, well, mm. that's cool. Because that's when I think I really made that choice to actively. Mm. And I think, and you know, you, I guess you could say, well, God saw that and heard that. And then he, David started me inviting me along to youth group. And then I started going along to church and all these people started influencing my life. Um, but yeah, I definitely distinctly remember that and that would be the only point in my life where i could say i'm distinctly lying in the sand this where i've done something that's about this faith but i think like what that illustrates though is just (laughs) it's it's just amazing that you can do it at any time you know like anyone (laughs) can do it at any time it could be like you know Mm. some people like to talk about a road to damascus moment (laughs) like paul where it's Mm. like oh i just like immediately switched but I mean, my time, I think, when I became a Christian was like I was reading my Bible in bed. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. But I was like on my own. I wasn't with mm. people. Like you were with people, for example. But mm. I was on my own. I'm like, oh, this seems pretty right. <laughs> so I just mm. did it. And then, But I think like, it, again, it's why we do the podcast is that sometimes we're like, well, I don't have a, an amazing conversion story. But the point is everyone's story is really cool because for you to just – you still have that memory of that time where you did it in mm. this – hall at the back of a church kind of thing mm. i don't know what i'm where i'm trying to go but it's just it's just a really illustrative way of saying like god's there all the time yeah and like you said calling you using it like pick up the phone <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's it like i look back and go there's been like like even from like i think i was in primary school like in year maybe three or four and god was like having these people invite me along to youth group or to church or to Sunday school or just these things where I just feel like God was. That's that's why because I, I don't think I'm worth chasing, and obviously the Bible says that you know we're full of sin. But I just really feel like I really feel like there are these moments in my life where I'm like looking back, God's really just swept me into His arms, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Can I ask you about um, like because we talked about we went to the same primary school. Yep. But you said you went to Scots. Yep. Which is a private school. Uh, that was from year seven? Yep, year seven to 12. Yep. Tell us tell us what it was like being <sighs> there. Because you know, you've got to travel to Bellevue yep, Hill, I think. Yep, right? that's it, Bellevue Hill. So bus, train and bus, an yeah. hour and a bit. Get yeah. up at like 6.30, get to school at like quarter past eight. So mm. long trip. It was, it was interesting. It was good. As I was saying to you before, like I used to think that we were quite poor because my perception of wealth and my perception of entitlement was massively skewed. Like at Scott's, there were people who were going, who like dads were buying them $50,000 cars for their 16th birthday. And, you know, we're going on these lavish trips all over the world and Australia. Um, mm. 
And so because we didn't do all those things, I thought, oh, no, we're poor. We're on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, and then, you know, you go to uni and you find people and or life in general and you just find people who have had a really good life but have only gone on once or twice holidays a year or if that or, yeah, just things like that. So, like, just realising that actually, hang on, I'm like, I've got this really bad perception of, like, <laughs> wealth or my wealth or my entitlement or the privilege that I've been given um, from my parents and family um that was a big thing for me from going through scots and coming out but also just it's it's boys private school it's not the nicest place to be to be honest yeah yeah rampant bullying like rampant just poor behavior like and indulging in that as well it's very easy to just indulge in like treating people like garbage and treating um, girls like garbage too. Um, I never really went down that road too much, but just being allowing it as well. Like I think it's a not, it's not a great culture. I don't think, in my perspective, um, that I experience. Other people can have maybe different perspectives, but yeah, it was a difficult time for me as well. Um, just because of all those things being conflicted, growing, starting to grow into my face, not wanting to be this or standing up for that, and then I guess coming up against his yeah was there any kind yeah. of christian influence at, at school oh uh, like we had a bible study that i went along to pretty regularly um but it was just ho-hum bible study um so just one of the christian teachers ran it and i think there was two or three of us that came along that was it there wasn't there wasn't a heap of christians in my year that would be outwardly christian like one of my good mates who I'm still good friends with now from there, like we were like probably the only Christians that um, were in our grade that I would know of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then so after that you said you went out to Bathurst for yep. uni. That was that for teaching, did you say? So that was to start study teaching. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't finish that degree? No, I dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. Why was it so, like why didn't you enjoy it? So? I did um so originally i wanted to actually work with kids in some way um and i wanted to do social work or counseling and my mum and other people were like oh no do teaching first get a bit of an experience working with kids and understanding kids and then go into counseling or social work or things like that um and i liked the kid interactions but just teaching them was difficult um and i had a really really bad experience on my internship actually oh like prac yeah my final prac so yeah. i got all the way to the end of my uh uni course mo- pretty much passing everything pretty well and i just had a really bad experience with uh, my mentor um where i just i, I think we just didn't gel personally mm-hmm. and she just decided that i wasn't a good teacher Mm. And, it was, and really like put me down mm. Is it a Christian school too I won't name which one But it was at a Christian school too um, In Sydney And she was just horrible <laughs> Like I, Yeah like I mean Look I probably wasn't also Great as well And I probably shouldn't have been a teacher um, Looking back on it now But just Like I remember this specific one time when I, well, I thought I absolutely aced a lesson. The kids were like, oh, this is amazing. It's great. Mm. And her response was, that wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Oofs. That wasn't good. 
I'm like, okay, well, what was wrong? If you don't know what's not good about that, then you shouldn't be a teacher. Or you're this and that. I'm like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids liked it. Yeah. They learned something. Like, oh, man, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. And so it was, it was a very difficult... And it was actually one where I really um, started to build, again, that trust in God on that. Because mm-hmm. there were points in time in that prac where I was close to suicidal mm-hmm. or close to like thoughts of like planning it. Um, which is really difficult. Um, but again, I look back now in that and go, God moved in me and he used my time in uni to grow me and to build friendships um, and to get, I guess, into positions of work and stuff mm-hmm. um, and lines of work that I never would have done if I'd just stayed in Sydney or done something else. Mm. Or Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really hard. There is something really crushing about trying your best at something and it just and someone not, saying and terrible. Someone just like, yeah. Well, but also just the like the lack of feedback is really hard. Yeah. The like that and I think and this is really interesting because you talked a lot about and I might ask you this question as I say this, but you talked a lot about being challenged in your faith by different people throughout throughout your life and how um, I'd love to know how how you were able how you were able to respond to each of those and and whether people did it right or wrong or whatever. Um, but I think it's really interesting to have, um, like there are ways to be constructive with people and there are ways mm. to really tear people down. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think it's really interesting that you spoke about uni differently to the way you've thus far spoken about being challenged in your faith. Mm. And I guess it is different, but um, but it can, it can be really hard as so uh, as a as a youth pastor, really hard to to turn to someone and be like, "Hey, man, like, that's not on. Like, what are you what are you doing?" And um, it, was there any was there any moments of you being challenged that you particularly remember that were helpful or unhelpful or each um, or both? Not not really. Like, I mean, just I think. Generally, I like a good smack over the head. Yeah, I like direct. I like <laughs> that's fair. I like direct. I like like not in your face, but like, hey man, come on, what do you like? You said, hey man, yeah. what do you come on? And that happened a few times in uni. Um, sometimes it happened more subtly than I realized, and I look back and go, oh, that person was saying that, and I responded in a way that they probably wanted me to. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I probably didn't realize it at the time. Um, not really. Like, I don't think there was. I don't know. I don't know, everyone, like, people have done it differently. And it's also, like, the relationship matters, right? Mm. Like, talking That's of, like, like Lee and Catherine that, and they've pulled me up a few times lovingly and kindly. Um, and, yeah, like, they would have done it differently. Like, they know they did do it differently than, like, when my minister in the first few years was when I was in Bathurst Anglican did it. He was like, man, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you know this is wrong. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't go out and get drunk. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to ask. I think different stages of life as well, you know. Really? You need different things. Um, I think, yeah, I think for me it's more so the the way in which, like, I like the way in which I respond, I guess, is more reflective of me than what them is. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a big thing for me of looking back on things. Like there were some times when I was like, nah, they're wrong, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I look back and go, oh, I was proud then, or mm. I was this then. You know, like, I guess, you know, like, I guess what's in my heart, like, it's, it, yeah. How open your heart is to things is important, I think, for feedback and growing. Um, like, my heart was very hard against establish, very angry towards establish, yet God's you, God used that anger and bitterness. Well, something that I was so angry and bitter and towards mm. has been the thing that I've experienced the most growth in my yeah, life. Yeah, okay. And has been the thing that's grown me the most Christian and most assured of my faith in my life. Mm. <laughs> I just think it's bizarre how God does that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, I was so angry at Establish. And like, again, people there know this and this is part of my story at Establish. Mm. I was so angry at Establish for using that. And even when they told me, oh no, we got that from some guy in Ireland, I was still angry at mm. the logo. Mm. What was your dad's business? Uh, he was a construction company, okay. he had yeah, a yeah. small construction company. Yeah, it was uh, just it's so random that it was so similar. It was like very similar, very, very, very similar. Wow. Like, yeah, I just, and to me, that's just God's, the power of God, like oh, the majesty of God. I don't know the right word to use, but it's mm. just God and his infinite wisdom is this thing that you are, or this group of people that you were so angry. And he, so knew, he knew you were going to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> right? And maybe that's what called me to establish mm. because I saw that and then I had that attachment to it or I don't know, but like mm. that, yeah, that's, yeah, I just, it just reminds me of his goodness and his majesty and his power that something that I'm bitter and anger towards is something that where I've experienced the most love and growth and yeah, um, I guess belonging in a church before. Mm, that's very cool. What a cool way to think about it. Like, yeah, God already knows how you're going to respond to something mm -hmm. before you even do. That's pretty wild. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that before. Um, I was just going to ask in a couple of things after that, though. Tell me about the difference between a church you were in Bathurst, like the high Anglican or low Anglican thing that's going on there. So if people don't understand what that means. So I didn't really understand it, and I still don't understand too much of it, but... Bathurst is very like, um, I call it almost semi-Catholic, a quasi-Catholic. Um, a, lot a lot of the rituals and stuff, so it's very ritualistic, very oh, okay. um, like, I don't know if this is in normal Anglican churches, but I remember when we did uh, the Lord's Supper, my minister had to drink the last of the wine and eat the last of the bread. I don't know if that's what they do in Sydney Anglican churches, but... I, mm, I don't think we do that here. I, but think, I think, it, yeah, it, it's... I, I mean, I don't know enough. But there was things it. like that. Yeah. And then there was, um, I remember this one minute, the minister telling me that he was at a conference with a group of other uh, priests from the parishes around the thing. And a few of the priests got up and said, does the bodily resurrection matter? Does the physical bodily resurrection matter? And even me as like, you know, a 20-something year old or maybe mid-20s, late-teens was like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And he was like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, yeah, So right. there's these, I, like, I don't know if that's what it's like now, but so he was like a renegade in there. He, like I said, he, I think he was pretty sure he was SMBC trained. Mm. Um, and he, like he's was from Bathurst and I think they sent him down to be trained to come up. Because yeah, right. he was running youth groups and ministries and stuff. Um, 
Yeah, but I think he just got too evangelical for him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, but yeah, that, like I mean, it, like he was good. That was a good church for me to be in for them um, yeah. in that point in time. And like I was a leader in that youth group then. Like it was like a church group slash youth group mm. thing. Um, it was, it, I didn't experience much of that high Anglican Bathurst because we were in this sort of own oh. little pocket. Yeah, like um, a, I just yeah. had glimpses of it when we went to like when we as a whole congregate or church went to the, like the Easter services, they would have Easter services mm-hmm. and we would go along just to say, hey, we're here, we're yeah, yeah. a part of this church too kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like, there's a whole lot of other little things like, I don't want to get into it, but like, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah right. But I don't, I feel like, I've heard there's a lot of changes happening, like Sydney Anglicans now supporting them and doing stuff, sending ministers out there or paying for evangelical ministers to go out there, which is great stuff. But mm. when I was there, it was... They were wondering, I remember Phil saying, oh, the bishop or whoever is wondering why we are decreasing in numbers while every other, like, Presbyterian Baptist church is starting to grow in numbers in the Central West. Um, Yeah. That's very interesting. That was because of, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Just sounds very, like, yeah, very almost legalistic. It was, it was quite legalistic. Yeah, 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 very traditional. Yeah, very yeah, traditional. Highly traditional. Yeah, yeah, highly yeah. traditional. Mm, okay. Yeah, right. Um, so then you moved to Cowra, though. Yeah. Why did you do that? So I got a job in patient transport in Cowra Hospital. Oh, okay. cool. And yeah, that was just, I guess, three years of my life, mm-hmm. sort of just working out stuff. Just um, moving people around. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually really, it was really interesting. So again, I think this is God's part in my life massively. So... I applied for my old patient, more the job I just left in patient transport in Sydney about a year, a year before I moved home. Um, I found out I didn't get the job due to some medical issues. Um, and then when I got them all, I guess, talked off by the, uh, like my medical doctors and, that, and their ambulance medical people, it was too late. The class, the intake had run and I was beyond. So they put me on an e-list, but I was having a hard time at that point in time. But then I got a girlfriend. And then we broke up just after Christmas and the day after New Year, or the day after New Year's Day, ambulance rang me and said, we're running a course, we want you to come home. We want oh, you to come and cool. join. Well, okay. Yeah, and so I'd been just sort of, I guess, I was like, oh, do I want to stay? No, I'll go home. And then I did my course and then six months later, my dad got diagnosed yeah. with melanoma. And so this is just, there's points in where I've been away for like almost seven years, eight years mm. of my life. And then God calls me, uh, God back. Because I would have I left that job. I would have left that town. I would have left all my stuff in that town to come home to be with dad. Like mm. I just would have, totally. I would have totally just dipped everything. Mm. Um, so yeah, like again, it's another just thing of God in my life of just preparing me, I guess. Mm. Or setting yeah. me up and knowing again, knowing yeah, knowing what's, what's going, going on in advance, yeah. um, and I guess being good to me <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it was rough. Mm. Um, it was like I had a rough time in Cowra. Like, I definitely had some people speaking into me and loving me and growing me. There, yeah, I did my first proper mission there, um, but it was a hard time because Cowra's a very small town. Mm. There wasn't too many single people without kids there my age and if they were um 
they were not the type of people I would feel comfortable associating with um, because of the culture of young people in that, or younger people in that town. Um, and it would have been an even worse influence on me. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. What about, um, like you're saying, you got, you think you got called back to come home. Um, and you've talked about how angry you were about your dad's passing. Mm. Can you just tell us about your relationship with your dad and what, like, because you haven't talked much about your dad. Yeah. Um, if you feel yeah. comfortable doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, it seems like it was, you actually had a pretty, sp- pretty special relationship with him or it was just, there was things you hadn't resolved with him? No, 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 nothing like that. There wasn't anything we hadn't resolved. My dad was, my dad was a very, the way I describe him is, is, is he was a very, not conservative, he wasn't conservative, he wasn't traditional, but he worked hard and he worked very hard to support for us. Um, he didn't want my mum to work. He I wanted see. my mum to be at home with us and he was willing to work hard to, to do make, that. To make that happen. To make that happen. Um, the building company he owned was my pops before oh. him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a family business. Like his, his dad's? Yes, his dad's. Yeah. Um, and he was the boss. He did all the like, planning and all that kind of stuff and running of the business. Um he worked hard, but he worked so hard so he could have time for us. Mm. So he coached me soccer for five, four, five years. For another he, seagulls? Yep. Yeah. He coached me when I did baseball for a few years, oh the gosh, Giants. Cool. Oh, you play for Giants, not yeah. Sharks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and, that's, and he would take me to sport on Saturdays. He'd pick me up. Like at, when I was at Scott's, I did sailing for mm-hmm. two years and he would drive me early in in the morning yeah so we would start early we for started that. at 5 a.m for or 6 a.m for sailing <laughs> did an hour and a half sailing and then or you know would finish at seven o'clock at night some afternoon sailing and he would pick me up so like he he really showed me he really gave me an example of what it's like to work hard and sacrifice for your family yeah, and turn up turn up absolutely like there were definitely times when he would be like no i'm not coming to that because i'm working too bad. I've got to earn the money, which is fair. Um, but yeah, definitely just turning up, showing up, working hard, sacrificing, um, giving us the best life we could give. And that's where, like, the one I was talking about with the privilege thing before is like, oh, my dad has to work all these hours to get this. Yet some people's parents work that and don't even get half of what we got. Mm, I see. Um, so, like, yeah, with Scott's. That kind of stuff. Um, yeah, he was he was great, and he was like he would do anything for me and my brother. Like he, when I moved from Cowra, he drove all the way up with a um, a trailer and his you awesome. and packed me up me and helped yeah. me move home. Mm. Didn't ask for money for his fuel. Didn't ask for money for his thing. Um, like, uh, yeah, just really sacrificed himself. Like, it was a good example. Yeah, that's of what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, he. Yeah, Showed you how to sacrifice. Yeah, showed me how to how to work hard. Um, it is hard now because I've had that example. I think I've just got to work hard. Mm. It's got to work twelve hours a day, six days a week. That's what I have to do. Mm. Stepping back from that is hard because that, like and it wasn't a bad thing. You think, but realize like it's only taken my brother having a daughter for me to realize that my dad actually also stopped at times. Oh yeah, okay. Because um, my brother, my brother and I are exactly the same. We both we will work twelve hour days, 
six days, five, six days a week, but it's taken my brother slowing down to be with his daughter for me to be like, dad did that. Yeah. Yep. Dad stopped. Dad worked hard, but he always, well, most, he, he always tried to make time for us or did that sacrifice so we could do these little things. Mm. Um, so that was, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. How have you balanced that amazing work ethic with church stuff? <laughs> I quit my job. Very cool. I quit my old job. Um, which was what? Which was so patient transport. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that was the Cara one. You know, the, no, in Sydney. Oh, so when I, oh, you I came back in Sydney yeah. for, so oh, no. same job, different locations. Um, my old job, I was working 12 hour days. Like it was also a bit of a financial need because I've got a mortgage by myself. Um, I was working 12 hour days, five, six days a week. Um, never ever took up extra shifts or never worked overtime on days when I had Bible study mm-hmm. or that, or I never tried to work extra shifts on Sundays or when we had church events. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just realized like the mentality it was giving me, I've got to work on it. And I was starting to give up things mm. here and there. I'm starting to like work overtime on a Wednesday night when I had Bible study. Um, but yeah, I just, so I was challenged by an ex-girlfriend that, you know, if you, like, pretty much she said, like, you know, if we're going to, like, this was when we were looking at being a family. She's like, if we're going to be a family, you can't do this. Like, mm. you can't just run yourself ragged because you need to give time to us. Yeah. Um, and because that job didn't pay that well at all, um, like, there wa- like, there wasn't any real gain other than just getting by yeah. for that sacrifice. And like, I, I wouldn't want to be with someone who's just making all that sacrifice to get by. Like dad sacrifice hard, like was, dad was pivotal, like sorry, dad was choice in his sacrifices because he knew that that would bring better rewards. Where me, I was just sacrificing to get by. So mm. um, like, yeah, I decided to start looking for new work and I got my new role and it pays f- a lot better. <laughs> the work hours are not as flexible and good mm-hmm. like so I went from doing 10 hours just now I'm back at eight hours so I have a bit less days off but I get my afternoons back I'm like yeah I'm awesome I'm going to the gym I'm trying starting to read my bible a bit. that was the thing as well like I wasn't reading my bible at all mm. I wasn't listening to sermons I wasn't doing anything I was just work, 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 work. yeah mm. I mean now I've got the time to stop and go okay hang on I can take time mm. to listen to a sermon or read my bible or read a book or and again those habits have never been formed so they're still hard to come home and go right i'm not going to sit on the computer or sit watching netflix or something i'm going to read the bible or just listen to a sermon while i walk or something um but yeah it was a big thing a big leap because my work if you speak to a lot of people my work wasn't my identity but it was a big part of me and i loved my job yeah I was bored and I was over it, but I loved helping people, moving people around the city. Um, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I think the the flexibility, the better work-life balance this job has given me is helping me make better decisions in life in general as well. Is that the... Uh, fair compliance officer, yeah. yeah. So you're checking people's Opal yeah, tickets, checking people's on, trains, Opal tickets right? on trains, buses, ferries and light rail. So anywhere oh. there's an Opal ticket used, yeah. we can be deployed to... 
deployed. Yes, that's, like the, that's the fancy terminology. <laughs> uh, deployed to, uh, I guess, what they call is conduct fair compliance operations. Mm, yeah. So really, I'm just checking your ticket and going on. Did you tap on? Did you tap yeah. off? Really? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's Did it. you? Um, uh, what's your What's your favourite um, type of public transport to get deployed on? Ferries on yeah. a on a beautiful day. Oh, nice day ferries, yeah. you go on the Manly ferry back and twice. Mm-hmm. You go, you go down to um, Barangaroo, or and I also don't mind light rail yeah. as well because it's one straight long tr- or metro. Mm. It's one straight long train where fit everything else or not buses, buses I don't like because you've got to be really quick. Yeah, right. Because the buses stop, you check while they're stopped, and then you get off. Yeah. Where everything else, you do it while it's moving. Um, yeah. yeah. Like moving up and down trains is painful. Mm. It gets over it. Yeah. Yeah. In, my, in my power ranking, I'd put uh, buses at the bottom yep. Yep. of public transport. Totally. They're just yeah, totally. I get car sick in them oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not pleasant. Yeah. I, I do have a lot of f- fond memories of taking the bus to school, though. Was, oh okay. I do, I do like the bus. It was very fun. Yeah, because you could muck up and play up, yeah, right? Totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's you why just, I love the train. Yeah, people would be throwing stuff at each other and trying it. Because our, our our bus ride home was every single person who lived in Grace Point would fit in the same bus, <laughs> and so you've just got like it's like sardines on top of sardines. Like it was amazing, and so you'd just at one point we were we would every corner, no one would hold on. And you'd all just kind of like push into each other. And it was great. <laughs> it was really, really good. We're really doing Corners. a lot of primary yeah. school reflections today, yeah. today aren't we? Yeah, it's totally. pretty cool. Totally. It was awesome though. It was really yeah. fun. I, only, I called the train to high school and it wasn't that good because it was like, you know, you go like three or four stops and no one really caught the train from where I was. Lived? The train or the bus? Train. Train? Mm. So that was, uh, I mean, I, like, I prefer trains over buses, but in terms of enjoying the trip. Yeah, fair. Yeah, nice way. Actually, yeah. one time we found that in the old, you know, the old more like the silver carriages. K-sets, They're not that yeah. old, but yeah. K sets. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I've learned all these names. No, that's right. I, like, I know that the trains are called like different sets, but I don't know yeah. which they are. But you used to be able to pull the um, window sill back. And oh. if there was water in there, it, you, like you'd let it go and just go, poof, like explode, like explode oh. water all over the window. From the inside or the outside? Yeah. From the inside. That's wild. Yeah, it was crazy. I <laughs> used to be like the kind of person I hate now. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school, holding the doors open, oh, hanging yeah. out the doors. Because yeah. we used to go from Edgecliff all the way to, well, I went to Woolaware. Mm, yeah. yeah. And a lot of us would catch a train and say, you know, we would know how to hold. And because the, the older trains, the silver ones, mm. the silver rattlers kind of things, you could hold the doors open or you could, if it was a really hot day, like there was an open air between the carriages in that really oh, dodgy yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. walkway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could stand in between there yeah. and get cooled down or yep. like, yeah. So I was always like, oh, no, I don't even want to go through that bit. <laughs> it's yeah. like, cause it's oh, open we used air. To like, be idiots yeah. through there, like, climb, like hang out and yeah, hang, open doors, throw stuff out doors, like, yeah, That's I would fun. I would be the kind of person I would do lots of fines to today. So <laughs> yeah, I, have, yeah, I, have, I have a fair bit of, it's funny, I have a fit, kids who are being stupid, I don't mind kids who are being arrogant. Mm. Like if kids are just being kids, like I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. Like we can't do too much to them at the moment because um, we're not transit cops like they used to be. But I don't mind kids. Like kids are fine. But yeah, yeah. kids who are like me, I'm like, yeah, okay, you know what? You're just being a kid. Just <laughs> come on, man. Pull your head in. Like don't do that. Yeah. Oh. 
wait for us to go then do it. Like as long as we don't see it, like you can't yeah. get in trouble. But like, yeah, it's that's a, the stories that my parents used to tell me, like with the red rattlers. Yeah. Whatever you could hold the doors properly yeah. open, and people would be like literally hanging out the doors. Yeah, that's what we were doing with and the people, case Kids would die and stuff because they get hit oh. by something. Oh, really? Like well, when they were hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, <laughs> it was before our time, obviously. Mm. But I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. Wild. People would lose limbs and stuff. <laughs> like that's because the case. I think with the old rattlers, you didn't even need to hold the doors open. You could just open them. Oh, I don't really? think they were yeah. automatic. It might have been something like that. Yeah. With, with the yeah. old what trains that we used to go on, mm. you used to have to prop them open. Yeah. Yeah. I know those ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that checks out. So do you have something, Meath? Oh, no, not really. Just that we got... The only time I've properly got in trouble by a um, by a transit person was <laughs> the other week when we... <laughs> We brought, we brought a foosball oh, table I on the I saw that. And someone was like, hey, Tim, you're, you're a transport <laughs> officer, aren't you? Not allowed. Well, what would you do with this? And yeah. I'd be like, I would turn around and walk away <laughs> because it's, it's too hard to deal with. Because technically, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But also, technically, you're blocking egress. Well, that was what that was. It was oh, the dude egress. was like, you're, it's, you're blocking a pathway that people need to get out. Like, it's a safety yeah. thing. Put it away. Oh, okay. At, we, at this point, we were at the end of our trip. So oh, were you? Was we it were, a transport officer? Like a white yeah, shirt? Yeah, yeah. So he came in and was- One of my brethren. Got us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny though. It was almost more You know what would be really funny if it was me? I'd be like, uh, hey, yeah. oh, come on. So good. Come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. And also, I would have had to have, if it was like me and my colleague, mm. I could only tell you to stop. If you want to do something more, I would have to walk away because I know you. Yeah. So it's conflict yeah. of interest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good though. Yeah. So that was that was uh, that almost made it funnier that like we were kind of we kind of done with it. We got in trouble, so it was yeah, mm -hmm. exciting. But yeah, that was that was a good. Yeah, the I saw those photos. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> pretty funny taking the foosball table on the way to. Youth group. If, if anyone doesn't know, you took a foosball table on the train down to the, the sorry, youth camp. Youth camp, yes. Mm. Yes, we took a foosball table on the mm. train. Um, has, there any, has, been, has there been anything crazy like that? Maybe not like that, but- Not yet. No? Not yet, no. no Somehow has got like a lounge on the- Oh, we found a, like those old, like, like those old like foam mattresses, really old crummy foam mattresses thrown like in the bottom of one of the lower sets. <laughs> yeah, just thrown there and like, no one's down here. Like, <laughs> what's what's going on? That's what? it. Like, I mean, I've I've had some Everybody. I've had some crazy interactions, but mm. you know, oh, I can only imagine. I've seen like you've, there's these videos of like people on the New York subway where they're like trying to get a lounge onto oh, the yeah. actual. Did you move their whole house yeah, on yeah, the subway? The, the reason the reason we the reason we brought the foosball table was yes. because our first idea was a lounge. <laughs> and smart choice and, and we were like that's not gonna work <laughs> also it's not gonna be as funny and then someone was like oh that's the foosball table let's bring that as a joke and then we brought it because it was great well, but yeah it started with a plan to try and we were, we were sitting there trying to figure out how to leverage that we were particularly uh, at church there's one in the corner over uh, to the if you're looking at the stage to the right there's that big long white one mm -hmm. And we were like, surely we could get that on the train. And there is no way we could get that on the train. That's, it's massive. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we downgraded to the foosball table. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was that plan. Let's get back to Tim. Yeah, let's get back to Tim. <laughs> well, you, you, you said after your dad passed that you kind of got moved to go to establish. Yep. Uh, and you've talked about it, how it was really cool how Lee and Cathro, who now come to this church, 
really encourage you to develop as a leader mm-hmm. when you hadn't really had that before, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, what's your standout moment from going to establish, do you think? Because um, we can get onto the story later about why you now at Soar Revival. Yep. But what, what's the standout thing about going to establish, like the thing that you that really stuck out to you when, in your time there? Just that, the love. Yeah. The love that people had for me. And it wasn't just Lee and Catherine, Tim Foskett. There was other people there who just really loved me. Like another, um, she's now Children's Minister at Vine, Meg. Um, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. No, no, it's Meg, Meg Stevens now because she's married. <laughs> um, but just the love she had for me. Like mm. I really saw how loving in the hard and good times came through and if your leaders are doing that, that a lot yes. of other people are going to do that yeah that absolutely and just and also there's like another guy um james Eyre, who's a minister at soul revival uh sort of anchor west sorry anchor right. southwest yep, yep um and just yeah just a few other people who just mm. really loved me like there's no real standout mm. moments but just the way in which the church was we love people mm. we love them in the good we love them in the bad we love them in the hard times um Part of that love is calling people out, mm-hmm. calling, being called out a few times. But it was just like, just because they'd set up that love for me first, it was so much easier to take that. Yep. Being, I guess, you know, called, hey, come on, Tim, mm. or other stuff. Sometimes it was a bit harsher than that from other people. But um, yeah, like just the standout moment, the standout thing was that love. And also uh, just the way that love flowed out to other people and seeing people come to Christ because... Especially Meg. Meg was amazing at it. Just built friendships first. Mm. I really saw that with her and other people. Just building friendship first and loving people in the good and the bad. And then sharing Christ with them. Uh, or them, I guess, maybe asking questions about, why do you love me so much? Why do you care for me so much? Mm. Um, I really saw that. Especially, like, the Catherine I did, but especially through Meg as well. Like, just leaders that, yeah, they loved people. Sorry, I'm going to have to work this out. It's going crazy. That's all right, yeah. It's uh, got an important date to be... <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> I just don't know how to turn my alarm off. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, uh, do you wear a watch, Ethan? I do. But you're an Apple Watch guy. I do. I don't know where it is. <laughs> of course you don't. It was as of this week. I, was, I looked down at my... We, we went to... We on a big trip to Dubbo. And between Dubbo and Wollongong and home, my watch went is somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, We'll find it. It'll All right. Be, it'll be okay. okay. It'll, it'll be good now. Thanks. But yes, I wear a watch. Cool. Uh, it's fine, by the way. Uh, Tim, what, what about, how did you, you, what was your reaction when you kind of, Lee and Catherine were kind of making the decision, oh, we probably need to, we're looking to kind of end this. For those of you who haven't listened to Catherine's, mm. uh, I'll give a bit of background. Lee and Catherine's, uh, Lee's mother had cancer mm. and was pretty much dying. So Lee and the family went over to see her at that point in time. This was just after COVID or the heightens of COVID. Um, then Lee, then the, then the Murray's got COVID, then other things happened. And then uh, Pearl's, Lee's mother's died. And so they were away. They were only supposed to be away for like two months and it ended up being like six months. Um, and then the church started to have financial problems. Um, and then they came back and things weren't going well. And then a few people left. Um, some money was even harder. And then Meg, uh, our children's minister, moved to Vine. 
Um, and so it was a big dragged on process, waiting for Lee and Catherine to come back and then waiting for this to happen. Um, and so in my opinion, it was too, lo- too long. Happened like it should have happened earlier. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I was involved in a lot. I was talking a lot. Being one of the more senior leaders in the church, um, I was knowledge to a bit more than others. Um, and it was, I, I personally believe it happened too long. Um, I understand why it was pushed out because they were waiting on things that didn't come through or came through too late. Um, but it was hurtful. It was, it was heartbreaking. It would be. Um, it was heartbreaking because people who had, I'd seen grow in that church had become angry because of the delay. It was hard because we were really breaking up a solid family. Mm. Um, And it was hard. It was really hard. And especially because of that growth that I'd been experiencing, that love and kindness and just pushing into it. I was like, crap. Mm. (laughs) This thing that I'd been involved with and poured my heart and soul and life into and that other people's heart and soul from this have poured into me is now done and over. Um, But then also it's immense joy and like almost like proud because we've sent three or four people off to Bible study. We've sent, you know, people who've grown in their faith. Um, We've made Christians. We've, like me, we've pulled people out of, hurt and there's another guy who was who've been pulled out of hurt and angry places and have been put on a rock of foundation great so there's much to be joyful for but also much sorrow and hurt for multiple different reasons um yeah yeah. and i think i what i hear from you is that like you'd committed to it so much like you felt like this is a church absolutely finally almost finally a time like this is a church i'm really committed to yeah and wanted to grow and absolutely yeah Yeah, and it was the church i'd been the longest at by myself Ah. like i'd been at st phil's from about year six to year 12 and then when i was at uni coming back here and there um but it was a but i'd don't really consider that's a church I chose because David invited me, so I went along. Yeah, and but this was a church where I actually went to and thought this fills these boxes for these reasons, and it's a good church for these reasons. So I'm going to commit to this church. Mm. And that's not to say that there hasn't been some really tough times along the way there, and especially with like not being great socially, like myself, like connecting in with people. I struggled to connecting for the first few years. Um, but I had decided this is a church I'm going to love. And this mm. church, because like, like straight away I experienced the love from Lee and Cathera. So it was just, this is a church I'm going to love. Mm. This is a church I'm going to be committed to. Um, I'm going to, and also like we were a bit smaller. So I was like, I'm, I want to see this church grow. And mm. its mission is great. Like when we started, we were having meals. Like you, we became a bit too big, but weren't in a position to be able to do those meals anymore. And so I love that. I love the meals thing. I love the connecting over meals. Um, yeah. Um, so for that to end, yeah. Hard. Like, it's fine because I was like, I was actually glad we closed because we'd gone so far 
down the rabbit hole, I felt like we have to close. So it's people time. Hurt yeah, more. Right. People are going to be hurt more. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, that's – I don't, like – I don't blame anyone for that. I think that was the nature of the beast of the circumstances that had happened in the year before. Um, so there's no malice for me towards anyone at the church. Um, but yeah, I was just, could happen three months earlier, I think. Mm-hmm. Which would have been, you know, again, sad and hurt. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and the, what do you do? Like, you from... My own perspective also is we've put, like, especially in Catherine and Tim, they've put so much into this church. Of course, they want to go to the yeah. last minute. Yeah. Fully. But then, yeah. Like, I, I, I can definitely see all sides of the coin of yeah, it's really how it went. Yeah. Really difficult circumstances. Super hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a bit of a comedy of errors as well because if Pearl didn't get sick, yeah. would Lee would have been here and would have been better. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Would it have closed earlier? Maybe too. Who yeah. knows? Um, it's too hard to tell, I think. Yeah. And um, you said that you like sharing uh, with people over meals, which is what we do a lot here at Soul Revival too. Is that one of the reasons you decided to keep coming to Soul The Revival? main reason. Oh. <laughs> I started coming here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I actually was going to join this church years ago. No. When I first moved back to Sydney, mm-hmm. I came here twice. Oh, did you? Yep. Um, but then my roster changed to working every se- every second Saturday, working mm-hmm. from 6 till 6 or from 12 to midnight. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think at that point in time, you only had the Saturday night service we probably, maybe about probably, 12 years ago. This is, if this oh, is 2013. No, 2014, 2015. Yeah, yeah I think it was still on your Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We might have, we might so have just like, started Friday maybe, but maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I can't join a church that mm. does that. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, but yes, it was the thing that called me back here, I guess, yeah. um, or pulled me in here because the, I mean, like, I've just seen the way that, that hospitality, I don't know who it is, but this is, and it's, I've only read excerpts of it, but it's um, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. No, that's cool. It's a book. It's a Sorry. book. Yeah. I think it's called a book. I think it's a book. I've only read excerpts, and it's all about just how opening up your life and opening up your house. Um is that's cool yeah is important to connection and helping people grow in their faith Mm. and come to know christ i can see that's really important to you because you've mentioned that a couple of times which is cool i appreciate that (laughs) um practicing radical ordinary hospitality in our post-christian world oh okay it's cool by the gospel comes with a house key by rosaria butterfield i haven't read it i've only read excerpts of it Mm. but yeah, just the pizza. Right? I was like, yeah, that's that's it, and that's what I see here as well. Like, not like I mean, it's easy on your Saturday night service, mm-hmm. Sunday morning service. I don't want to, when I come to the Sunday morning service, I'm like, I'm like here at like nine fifteen, scoff food down. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, that's what I. That's one thing that I've really loved seeing in this church so far is mm. that just people getting together, sharing life. Like, mm. like I've visited a few other churches other than this one. And it was just, they come in, they do Sunday, they go home. Mm. You might get asked out if you're lucky. And, but then, like, you're always waiting. 
is I'm going, are we going to organize something for lunch this afternoon? Or mm. it's already built in here on a Saturday night, right? <laughs> like yeah, already, totally. that's what I really like about it. Like yeah. it's, it's you built in, built in something to do, mm. built in people to connect with, built in people to hang out with. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it really a big, it's a big part of their strategy. Yeah, we want to do church. Yeah, and it's cool because it resonates with something you said earlier about like one of the things that challenged you. You said was. In doing ministry, what did you say? You said it's not just running the slideshow and going home. Mm. And it's like, I think one of the cool things about what we do here is it's not that. Mm. And I, yeah. really, I really love that you've recognized that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's like with our, that's one of the things with, because I was in Lee and Cathro's Bible study. Mm. Every week, there was only two things, that, being a shift worker, there was only two things that were regular in my life mm. when I didn't work like a Wednesday night. Dinner at the Murray's and Bible study, or we call it a gospel communities and church. Mm. They were the only two things that were like, this is regular. Mm. But again, that hospital, like the people in my Bible study gospel community, we grew so much together. Yeah. And just seeing different people grow and love Jesus. And like, just remember there's one, one girl from the Bible study that just seeing her grow in her faith and grow in her love of Jesus and grow in her, because of the, not because of the GC, I don't think, but because of the conversations we had over dinner yeah, and the way we challenged each other and the way she pushed back and said, oh, no, but I think this. And we're like, oh, well, what about this? And just, mm. Mm. yeah, I think it's it's much easier to have those conversations over a meal. It is. It's much easier yeah. to be raw with someone when you're just eating food, sipping wine and <laughs> enjoying each other's company than when you're standing in a, or sitting in a circle and, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, no, I hear that for sure. It's heaps different. And really good, really powerful. So we've heard a lot of about your life, a, big, a nice big overview. The final question that we ask is, now that you've been a Christian for a while, what do you wish you knew as a younger Christian? Like, what would you go back and tell your younger Christian self? Like, what smack over the head would you give yourself? <laughs> <laughs> habits. Yeah. Bible. A few other things, just... Habits. Practice healthy. Yeah, practice biblical, healthy habits. Like help de develop your relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. Prayer life, habits. Mm. Yeah. That would be it, I would say. Yeah, okay. Just focus on them. Like read your Bible under the cover of your <laughs> bed or something. Like <laughs> like just habits. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I've been a Christian, I'd say, for 20-something years now. Mm. And there's still habits that I can't form mm. because I had years of being told no. Um, yeah. yeah yeah right yeah. makes sense That's I'm reading cool. a, a it's a popular book and I'm reading it now it's called Atomic Habits mm. and it's, it's really helpful for, for me anyway not saying you should read it but <laughs> if you want to read it's it it's on my reading list on my Kindle yeah excellent it's actually it's uh, really helped me even with like oh yeah that's why it's like how do you cue yourself to just make the habit automatic it's really it's really helpful um, and to how to stop bad habits and but also how to develop good habits that you actually want to do rather than like people have these lofty goals but they don't implement the habits to achieve what those goals are mm. so when they actually even if they do end up achieving the goal they're like almost depressed because they're like oh i've achieved it now i don't know what to do whereas mm. if you have the habit it goes on from that goal yeah. as well, which is really cool um <laughs> but yeah i think that's a that's a fair encouragement for people to make sure they're working on their habits yeah i think that's cool 
Um, Ethan, do you have any final words to wrap up the episode? Um, I'm just really encouraged. Yes, actually, like me too. just really, really massively encouraged because mm. I think that there's, um, like, there was there was a whole bunch of different things going on in that story that was just um, there were ups and downs and um, but something that you held on to as you told it was uh, like even when, particularly when we're talking about um, establish not ending up like you, you kept coming back to that joy and that beauty mm. of God and and how he's always with you and looking after you and loving you mm. um, and that is something that I think you can only get sometimes by sitting and reflecting on it and it's really cool yeah. that you've been able to sit and do that and um, I'm really encouraged to to look at my life more and look at how um, like where are those moments where God's been loving me even though it doesn't look like that and because uh, yeah like th there was a few things you said you was like you, I can't remember what it was but you said something and then you were like and that was such a good example of God's love and I was like whoa yeah, wait, yeah. like yeah. it is but I didn't that's not where I went like that was um, so I'm super encouraged by that uh, and I think that people listening to this will be too so yeah. mm. I think mm. uh, it's been quite cool because uh, I haven't had much interaction with you prior yeah. to this and uh, it's been a really good way to get to know you and I think I think as Ethan said it's just amazing again this is the reason we do this podcast is to see the way that God works through everyone mm. all of his people mm. not just like like you talked about listening to sermons, it's not just working through the people that do the sermons. He works through all of us, mm. and he also works through all of our failings too. Mm. And to like to hear you, the one that I'm really the thing that I'm really encouraged about is when you kept. There was a number of times in your life you said, "God," and we or we agreed that God already knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Before you knew it was going to happen, and that again, as you said, speaks to his like his power and his majesty and how he has. He has everything sorted. Mm. And I think that's what your story has been about is that you have found things hard or you, things have been difficult or you haven't connected at church or, you, you know, you've, people have had to give you a smack over the head, but it's like God is working through you still. And I've, that's what I think this podcast has been about is that, mm. yeah, he, we, we, so many times we move away from God, but he doesn't move. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But his arm gets longer kind yeah. of thing. Like <laughs> yeah. No matter how far away you are or how close you are, you, like his arm is still always connected. You know, he's always connected to and you. I find sometimes the further it gets, the harder it snaps back sometimes. Oh, too. right. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, like, like with the example of like being angry at establishing that. Mm. And yet, yeah. Big elastic band. Yeah, <laughs> big elastic band that he used that church that, like, uh, to me, like, like, that's one thing that I really like to push. And especially mm. when we're in established, I really like to push is that this was something that, like bitter and anger mm. and hurt mm. but god's goodness used that and bitter and that hurt and he transforms and he, yeah and he transformed he transformed me amazingly like i'm sure lee and Catherine could tell you the complete different person i am as maybe not so much as a person but in my faith right and my trust in jesus and my insurance on him mm. because of that because mm. of that it's bitterness and that hurt mm. yeah like i said that i never experienced that growth that's why I said the, the snapback. Like yeah, that yeah, was probably yeah, the yeah. furthest I'd been away from God, mm -hmm. yeah. and yet over mm. time, and then He brought you into yeah. established to yeah. to really grow, to really grow. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's amazing. So good. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Man. Yeah, absolutely. thank you mm -hmm. for 
being willing to come on because yeah. we, like we said, we didn't know each other very yeah. well. I feel like we do now. And then you, yeah, like, you just like Stu said, you should come, you should come on the podcast with Joel and Ethan or Braden. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> but it's been really cool to have yeah. you on. So thanks for being willing to come yeah, on and have some fun. That was really, really cool. Um, we always finish. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening, of course. And thank you, Tim, again. Nice. And thank you to producer Eck, who always puts our podcast together. Thank you, Eck. Um, but also, we, uh, we finish all our podcasts with a one-way. Um, so you know what that is? No. It's okay if you don't. But uh, the, there was a... Is it Keith Green? No, Larry Norman. Larry Norman. Larry Norman. Keith Green probably did it too, but Larry Norman. Larry was. Norman at one concert um, was being applauded for his performance, but then he put puts up a hand and pointed to God as a one-way. And so it's a it's from the hippie, from the the hippie, revolution. yeah the Jesus revolution uh, in the sixties, yeah. but it's just about one way to heaven. So yeah. we always finish with a one way. So thank you very much, Tim. Thank you, Ethan, and one, one way. way, one way.